Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. This podcast is designed to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and live the life you dream about. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 450. In today's podcast, my guest is sharing with you how to live your life to the fullest. We are covering topics from procrastination to getting into flow and gaining momentum, and more importantly, how to take inspired action. Make sure you listen all the way to the end. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Rob Actis. Rob, welcome. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Glad to have me. <laughs> just like, I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad to be here. Thanks a lot, yes. Heather. Well, I, I was previously on Rob's podcast, <laughs> so I think he's used to being in the driver's seat. Uh, Rob, I, give it. Oh, go ahead. I am. I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, I, I, I don't get to be a guest on many shows. And so I was like, yeah, just sit back, relax and enjoy the ride. So yes. yeah, it's fun being on the flip. Give listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? I live in Gilbert, Arizona, where it's currently, I think, like 112 degrees right now. Uh, just saying, 2% humidity. <laughs> it's awful today. Uh, I'm a podcaster. I'm a voice actor. You may have heard me on many national TV commercials. I'm an audiobook narrator. I'm known for being the narrator for Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning and all the audiobooks in this series. So I have uh, 34 audiobooks to my credit, including my best-selling book, The Law of Action which I wrote and Hal was kind enough to write the forward for. And uh, I live a life of massive inspired action. And I let the world just kind of flow around me. And if I'm in flow, it's all good. Okay. There's so many things to talk about right there, but I, you know, I think our society conditions us into hustle and grind and make shit happen, which has never felt good to me. And I love how you said, taking aligned action. Can you please describe the difference between the two? Well, so I believe in taking massive inspired action. You heard aligned, but I think that's really important. So the nice thing about taking action is that it's okay for it not to be perfect. Imperfect action is perfectly acceptable. Yeah, It's always acceptable because you don't learn from perfection, you learn from mistakes. So if I make a mistake, oftentimes the result is far better than what it would have been if it would have been perfect. And so, and I just trust in the universe and it's, it's so beautiful how it all works out. Sometimes things don't work out and you learn so much, whether it's, I have to reframe and retool or you learn about yourself. Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, please be sure to leave a five-star review. I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. I also offer one-on-one coaching. I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part? Everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. To learn more and apply, visit heatherhakes.com. Now, back to regular programming. 
And that's one of the things that I love about life is that I learn a lot about myself when things don't go as I want them when I'm taking massive inspired or aligned action. Yeah. One of my mentors, he, he says imperfect action beats inaction every time. Absolutely. And the thing about inaction is that there's a consequence. Most people think that the world stops when you don't take action. Well, there's a consequence. So if you don't apply for the job, because you're like, I'm not going to get it, that's inaction. You've already had the result of what you were afraid of, which was not getting the job. And people don't stop to think about those moments that inaction is a consequence. Hmm. Okay, well, can we touch on procrastination? Because I I have a big platform on LinkedIn, and that seems to be a common theme that there's a lot. And then it's a self-saboteur, right? But let's talk about procrastination, putting things off and putting things off. Well, you know, I just saw a TikTok video with Mel Robbins, and it was really powerful. And she says, no one's going to come. No one's going to come. No one's going to rescue you. No one's going to take you to the gym. No one's going to do your taxes. No one's going to do your homework. No one's going to clean your house. No one's going to make you dinner. You have to do it yourself. And I guess it falls into adulting. We only have a certain amount of time in this world and we make choices and our life is where it is based on the choices we made. So if we're procrastinating, there's a lot of reasons for it. And oftentimes it's not being lazy. It's a fear of what's going to happen if I do it and a fear of what's going to happen if I don't do it. And the fear is so strong in people that they freeze. And, you know, the law of action is decide, plan, and act. So they decide, and then they plan, and then plan some more, and they plan some more, and they don't act. So it's important to know with the inaction as a consequence, with action as a consequence, but oftentimes the action is far better than the inaction. And there's a consequence. Usually the inaction causes a negative as opposed to the action is a positive. And it can be something that can be adjusted, shifted, or pivoted to get to the end result that you want to get. You know what I have found for myself? I used to procrastinate, but I, I just, I trained myself to follow through and do things now. But when I used to, and the amount of time and energy I spent on avoiding or delaying the thing. If I just went in and actually did it, it took a fraction of the time because that's the other thing a lot of people talk about is time management. There's just not enough time. Well, we all have the same amount of time in a day and I don't think time is the issue. I don't think you can manage time. I think time is what time is. I don't think you can manage. What I do is I do bursts. I do 10 minutes of a project. You know, I, I, I work out of my house and, and I have to do the laundry and I have to take care of the house and I have to do different things around the house. And so I'll do a burst of 10 minutes. I don't like cleaning. I don't like doing laundry, but I'll do bursts. And mm. I found that that works really well for me. And mm. especially if I'm going to do something that I just don't want to do, which is like open mail or paperwork that I have to take care of. I do those in bursts. And then I just go walk around and I, I like to be out side. I like to feel the, the nature around me. I like to feel mother universe. Um, I breathe. Mm. I, I will just sit in a chair and just ponder for a few minutes. And that to me is a nice reward or I'll get, you know, 
make something to eat, but I do bursts of 10 minutes. And it's so important to just do what we need to do to get to where we need to be. And it, it's just, it sounds simple. It's not, it's easy, but it's not. And it's really digging deep in yourself and finding out what you're committed to for your life. Like, what do you want in your life? Are you willing to do the work that it takes to get to where you want to get? Or do you not want to do the work that it takes for you to get a get? And then you're just going to get to where you want to get a whole lot longer and a whole lot farther away. And we don't have a lot of time. We have what we have. And at any moment, it can be gone. Right. So we choose. We make choices in life. Well, and I think, I mean, it's hard, right? Because we don't know if we're, we have a day left or decades left. And so how can we get into the mindset of, holy shit, I woke up to another day, like, woohoo, another day. Like, what can I do today? What can I accomplish, have, be? Because the big thing you shared with me is about reaching your potential. And I feel like so many people are stuck in fear and self-imposed limitations that they're playing small. They are. I, I came up with a concept and it's called, you have 60 minutes, choose wisely. And some people don't like it, but it's reality. As someone who's had a 357 Magnum put to his forehead in an armed robbery, who's been caught out in a riptide and almost got carried away to Hawaii, who's, who's been, you know, I had a blood clot and then I got another one over the last, you know, few months I've had a few near-death experiences, and I will tell you, it feels terrible to think you're going to die. It's, it's something that I would never want for my worst enemy. It is something that hits you to your core. And the one thing that it all goes back to is the regret of I didn't spend time with this person I didn't say this to that person. That's what it's all about. And so my 60 seconds choose wisely is this. You're at your house. You get picked up in a black car, knock on the door. They say, come with me. And they take you and you go to a room. You sit down. It's a silver metal chair. It's alone. And you hear a voice over the speaker and it says, Rob. You have 60 minutes. You will no longer be in this world. What are you going to do? Choose wisely. And I, I, I get very, uh, my whole body changes when I say that out loud. And I, I think it might even impact people that are listening right now, if you really get what that means. Because at any moment, your life can change at any moment. And people tend to take life so much for granted. I'll do it next month. I'll do it next year. I'll do it this. It's so important to live every single day like you want to be alive because you may be the one that's leaving or it could be someone very near and dear to you and you never know. So that's one thing that really stops me from procrastinating and what I and doing what I want to do because I'm on borrowed time. I've had near-death experiences. And I want, and everybody else that's had near-death experiences wants people to understand that we are all on borrowed time. 
and that we want everyone who has an experience in your death experience to learn from our experience and to really get our energy and hear it and feel it to their core that life is so precious and not to waste it. Have you seen the movie Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds? I love that movie. Okay, right. It's fun. And actually, I kind of think of it as like the present day matrix. It, it is. And we can go a whole nother. Yeah, exactly. I'm exactly. And it is. It's very, it's very true to today. But what I like about him is even though in the very beginning of the movie, very mundane, very monotonous, he woke up, oh, woke up every day like, I woke up today and, and in cheery and a great attitude, even though he picked the same shirt and ate the same thing, and got, you know? And so my whole thing is life does not have to be monotony. Life does not have to be wake up, work till you retire and then you die. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's, it's so important. You know, you and I both know people that are seven and eight figure income earners. And I will tell you that many of them have sold their soul to fill their bank account. And, yeah. and they're very lonely. Yeah. And what you see on social media is not reality. Yeah. And money doesn't buy happiness. Money can make things a little bit easier, but it doesn't buy happiness. It doesn't even buy friends. And everybody's always chasing that almighty money. I will tell you, if you're facing death, you don't really care how much money you have. What you care about is how you lived your life. And when you get to see the people that you want to see to share your last, last breaths with them, that's what you want. So timely thing you just brought up. I'm doing a, a large training tomorrow, just a free training on overcoming some mental barriers and a survey that I asked people to take, to come to this training. You know, I, I want their wants and the top one hands down was financial security. <laughs> I know they don't want money. They want right. what they believe right. money gives them, which I believe is freedom. Yes, experiences right. and objects, but money is freedom. So we're all honestly just chasing freedom. Right. And people think money gives you that. And it, it doesn't. It's, it's interesting in the US, I used to have a girlfriend and she was from Australia. And Australians are very different than people in the United States in they don't really, if you were to go to Australia and you're going to say, hey, I have a business plan, we're going to open up a storage facility, it wouldn't really work. They don't have a lot of stuff. And she was overwhelmed when she came here and saw people with garages and more garages and more garages and houses full of stuff. You know, I'm always trying to purge and get rid of all of my stuff because I'm like, you know, I was really sick a few months ago and I had my blood clot and I was down and I was like, and I was, I thought I was going to die. I really thought I was going to die and it was close, but I didn't. And I was laying in bed going, holy crap. If I die, my family has to come. My wife and my kid have to come and get rid of all this crap that I've had. That's sentimental value from whatever. And it's just like, it just doesn't mean anything. So I've been just purging. It's been very, um, just feels so great. I mean, and the stuff yeah. that I'm getting rid of has value. I don't want to sell it. I just want it gone. 
I just don't want. I've given a lot of my friends. I'm like, here's this train set that I had. It's from when I was a little kid and it's in perfect condition. It's in the box. And I was, you know, and he's like, oh my God, that's worth like a lot of money. I go, it's yours. I don't need it. I'm not five or six years old anymore. I know you like trains. I don't need that. I'd rather free up my space and free up any clutter that I have because that takes energy from me. I want to just lean, mean, living machine. That's what I want to be. I love that. And I've been on this total purge mode, I think for probably nearly two years. And I, for me, it feels liberating. And I remember back when I did the Marie Kondo tidying up it, I mean, it was a daunting experience, but it was, I just love letting go and, and even driving in my garage, you're right. We kind of, they become storage houses and I don't like feeling claustrophobic and um, closed in. So I I'm in the same space of, I would much rather have a smaller home and experience and travel the world than a freaking mansion that I've got at one clean, but two furnish and all that other shit. I don't want it. It's amazing. I tell you, I'm working with this uh, spiritual advisor and she's helping me unplug from the matrix and get from 3d to 5d and live in love and light. It's so beautiful. And the one thing that I told her, I said, so what's the deal here? Why, when I go to Costco, am I not buying anything? And before I started seeing you every weekend, we were at Costco and we filled up our carts with stuff like amazing stuff. I don't buy anything anymore. And it's weird. I'm like, something's wrong with me. I go in there. I mean, I don't, I used to have boxes and boxes. Amazon used to come three or four times a day. I don't buy anything. So if you want financial security, if you can get to the point where people in your life and experiences in your life are what you need and you don't need all this stuff, you would be amazed at how much money you have in your bank account. Like I was like, how do I have? And then I looked, there is no transactions. I didn't buy anything. I bought food and I bought food or maybe we went to the movies and it just, I didn't, if you look at what you do and people just buy and buy and buy and buy and buy and buy and buy. And I did it. And I'm like, why, why? what does it do for you? Nothing. When you're laying on your deathbed, you don't sit there and go, God, I wish you would have gone to Costco yesterday and bought more stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, but come on, look, we're conditioned and programmed into that oh, society are. and culture to accumulate stuff. And I got to tell you, I never, my friends are going to listen to this and they're going to go, that's amazing because they tease me because I lived at Costco every weekend we went to Costco. Like that was on our things to do. And the majority of it was not food. It was stuff. It was dishes or electronics or this. And I mean, I would run to the, I have more Bluetooth speakers than anybody in the face of the world. I mean, I have, I've been giving away my Bluetooth speakers because I was like addicted to Bluetooth speakers Mm. and you don't need that stuff. What we need is human connection and conversation. That's what we need. And health and stuff takes away. It's energy that sucks the life out of us. You know, how do you feel when you go to a hotel? You feel all calm because 
There's not a lot of stuff. Why are Airbnb so popular? There's not a lot of stuff. So I'm creating my house and I've been doing it for a while is I want, especially my bedroom to feel like a hotel suite. Mm. There's not a lot of stuff. There's not a dresser. And the one thing is there's definitely not a TV. That's a conversation that I'm like, there's not a TV in that room. Never, ever, ever. Just say. I agree. That's a real life had. Okay. So let's talk about it. I love talking energy. And so let's go down this route. If you have this spiritual advisor and you know this whole idea that we are transitioning from 3d to 5d it's all happening that's why all you know these platforms are crumbling and it feels chaotic to all of us because we're literally going through the transition i would love to hear your take and what you're um getting from that well it's amazing i've i've changed so much like so much. And it's interesting because if you really realize your life, and it sounds funny because it took me a while to trust her. She said, once you get into 5D and you live in love and light and your creativity comes from here and not here, your heart, your soul, and you realize that everything that you do you didn't do it. Like everything that's coming out of me right now, it's not Rob. It's the universe. It's light. It's source. It's not me. I don't get to take credit for it. And when you do that, the universe provides and it amps up the volume and more opportunity comes your way and more blessings come your way. And the one thing that you have to be aware of, is the one thing I've learned, is there is what's called dark shadow. And it's a really deep conversation, but there are people that are just so negative and they're infused with dark shadow, almost like vampires. And they thrive off your pure light energy. And it takes a lot of work to discover those people. And they do what I call cloaking. Well, I had some people in our life recently that um, I discovered that they were dark shadow. They were not good for being in my life. They were very troubled and it affected me. My wife didn't see it. And she's usually the one who automatically sees people and their dark shadow. It's amazing. And it's so powerful to really trust in the love and light. Like there are people that shouldn't be in your life and you bless them with love and light. I mean, my friends laugh at me all the time and now they're getting it. If I know they're in trouble or they're not doing well, I will send them some butterfly emojis and I will say, I am sending you my, my most sincere love and light. I bless you with love and light. And they can feel it now. If people just tap in that we are in a matrix and we are trying to break free. And that if you look at the movie, The Free Guy, that's really what life is right now. If you look at it, it's, it's, it's very... It's hard to look at life that way, to think that there's all this stuff going on, but it's, it's so much more than you could ever imagine. And you can't hear it in your head. You only can feel it in your heart. So a lot of people are going to listen to this conversation. They're going to go, he's whack job. He doesn't know, you know, he's a whack job. And you know what? 
that's okay. Cause there's other people that are listening. They're like, Oh, I feel it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I feel it. I feel it. I'm with you because I, I have let go of the need to be, um, it's like supported the word acknowledged. Like I, I let go of people judging me because they're going to judge me. Like I have to be in my authentic truth. And you know, this, another movie just came to mind. I saw it in the last few months. The title is, I hope you know what movie I'm talking about. It's on Netflix. It's kind of black and white, but it's modern day. It's the same idea of the matrix and free guy, but it's, you know, all these people going around and they get their daily injections. So I thought that was timely for the last two years. Um, you know, and I don't want to go down any rabbit hole to each their Yeah, own. no, I got you. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. This movie was, it was just very robotic. And then by the time you're 18 to graduate high school, you are appointed to your position in society. If you're going to be a doctor or work at the movie was mind blowing. And then it was all like, you couldn't go outside the perimeter because outside the perimeter was, you know, yeah. what's truly possible for all of us. Well, what's interesting about all this, and, yeah. and I, I am just smiling and you're smiling as well, is that it sounds so crazy. And I'm very, no, no, I'm very careful of the words that I use because okay. language creates. Okay. So it's not crazy. It's very radical. Interesting radical and interesting conversation to have. However, when I saw the movie, The Hunger Games, and this was way before COVID ever hit, the the Matrix is kind of like a tip. You know, Hollywood, if you go back and see certain movies in Hollywood, uh, we're kind of in a parallel universe here. It's, It's very, very, very interesting what's happening. And I think that I've been told that things are going to get really, really bad very soon, like really bad. And I've also been told that the love and light is expanding and expanding and expanding. And all the light workers are all coming together. They're all doing what they're supposed to do. And we're going to be okay. Like we're going to be okay. And it's weird watching the news or however you get your information there's a lot of stuff going on. It's overwhelming. And I, I really believe that everything's going to be okay. We may, you know, my mom always told me when you're going through hell, keep going. And we may be going through hell really, really soon, but you got to keep going. But from all intents and purposes, and what I feel in my gut, I think you feel the same. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Yeah. Because we talked about purging earlier. And this is a purge. This is a purge. Well, and I, I, I couldn't agree more with you, Rob. And it is kind of like, I love the metaphor of a a butterfly, right? We're all of a sudden Mm -hmm. in this really dark space in this cocoon, we feel trapped, isolated, suffocated. These are things I have been feeling, but right. We, and I just got chills. We have to go through that dark stage and of course we're going to be okay, but I trust and have faith in a a power much more um, in tune than I am and that I am being guided by universe, source, God, energy, whatever you want to call it. So we can only see from this very limited 3D view. And although it feels scary and dark and all that, we are going to evolve and come out of that period 
I, this world's got to become a better place, right? Otherwise, it will. This, it will. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I love this. I don't know where I came up with it, but it really makes for a simple life in that we all need to clean up our own shit. Like it's our job to take care of ourselves and clean up our own shit. And I've discovered that I've always wanted to help people clean up their shit. And now I'm like, not my circus, not my monkeys. Yep. And it has freed me. And really, you know, she tells me that I'm becoming more and more that butterfly that I've really been in the cocoon and I've been through hell and back. You know, when I get really, really sick, she said, you had a spiritual death. It, it killed me. And I stopped everything from podcasting to everything that I was doing. My social media continued because I have a team that just kept doing social media. People like they didn't even know that I was gone, which was kind of amazing, but I was gone for three months. Like I was not here yeah. and it was no motivation, no drive, no ambition, which is really odd for me and no desire to do anything. Like I would sit in my office and I have an employee and my personal assistant she says, what do you want me to do? I go, I don't care. I don't know. Here's your check. I don't know. And it was just amazing. So I went through that, but now I am becoming that butterfly. Mm -hmm. And now I am being true to myself and who I am. I'm setting boundaries in that not my circus, not my monkeys. Yeah. And when you can get to that point of not rescuing everybody, oh, we, we have enough to do on our own journey that we have to rescue other people because we're not doing them a service by rescuing them. We're doing them a disservice. They need to get through their own crap. Uh, I really don't have a religious background, but something that has come popped up for me a few times lately is, you know, like if I won a million dollars, I could give money away to help others, but I would much rather teach people how to line up with and get their own million dollars. So, you know, it's a whole metaphor and, uh, to teach you, how's it go to teach you how to fish versus yeah, I could give you a fish or I could teach you how to fish. And yes, you, could okay. you, can, you could fit, you know, if I give you a fish or eat for today, mm. if I teach you to fish, you live, you eat for a lifetime. Thank you. And that's Rob. really important. You're welcome. Yeah. I was an altar boy. So I think I heard that somewhere in, in catechism or CCD or some religious class. Whatever. That's my, yeah, that's my whole thing. I am not, and I love coaching. I love because I've been coached, right? I don't know my yeah. blind spots and, and a new perspective and, and thinking bigger and right what we're talking about to reach your potential. But I, I don't want to ever somebody to feel like they have to rely on me or I am their crutch. I'm here to teach you the tools and you got to go and do it. Right. You have to. And, yeah. and that's the, that's the one thing. And I, I, you're the same way is I leave everything on the field. Like, when I, you know, I was on a podcast recently and the woman was like, you know, you could charge for what you just said. And I said, okay. And there's more. And I'm not going to limit what I say because the odds of people taking action, if you've lived in this world a little bit, you know that very few people do. There are people that I know that have given step by step by step by step ways to make a million dollars. I mean, it's laid out every single solitary thing you have to do. The difference is the people that are doing it are the ones that are succeeding. People that are going, it doesn't work. They've never started it. And, and that's just the human condition, which is amazing. 
And the information's out there. It's just yeah. whether you take action and create that momentum in your life to make things happen. Okay, let's talk about that because we're in the age of information. And I remember my period in which I was a self-help junkie. I was constantly consuming, reading books, courses, attending seminars, but I wasn't applying. And then I figured out, oh, if I just apply what I learn and I take action, I implement, I create a morning routine, I become mindful and intentional, everything changes. So I would love for you to share kind of your perspective or what you want to teach somebody on, even from today's podcast, don't just passively listen to this. No, you're like, you know, I said, every day is precious. You've taken time out of your life to listen to this. Yeah. I'm committed, as I know you are, to give you everything we possibly can. I want to add value to your life. I'm humbled that you're taking time out of your day with everything that's going on around you to yeah. listen to this. So yeah. I want to do what I can to add tremendous value while you listen to this conversation. Yeah. Okay. So now we're talking about taking action. What do you think, what do you want someone, you know, as like a key takeaway from today, from our conversation, <clears throat> what is the next logical step for them to do? The first thing to do is to breathe. Like that's the most important thing is breathe yeah. and get in the present moment. If you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you have anxiety, you're living in the future. Mm -hmm. So first of all, get in the very present moment. It's not easy. It's simple. Get in the present moment and breathe. And really think is what I'm doing in flow with my life. Because a lot of people, I'm going to go, I'm going to go sell real estate. I'm going to make a million dollars. Okay. That's not your forte. You don't like people. That's not what you want to do. And it's, it's different. You know, I had two businesses fail and I, I look back on that and I think to myself, you know what? That was not my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse is talking. My wheelhouse is communicating information. My wheelhouse is being creative. And now that I'm doing all those things, it's amazing how action is quite effortless mm -hmm. because I'm in my flow. Mm -hmm. And the universe rewards you when you're in your flow and you're in momentum. So you decide to do something, you plan to do it, you take action. If it doesn't work perfectly, all you do is you shift and you pivot, you learn from it and move forward. Take those baby steps. Once you've taken those baby steps, and then it's just like riding a bike, just like slowly moving that pedal a little faster, a little faster. When you create momentum, in your life of decide, plan, act. You're taking massive inspired action. The universe says, hey, Heather, you've been playing here. Now you're playing here. And opportunity will just find you. It is amazing what will happen. You become a magnet and attract what you're putting out. Your vibration raises. You have that momentum. People that are high performers, tend to hang around people that are high performers. So you decide, you plan, you act, you create momentum, you become a high performer and you'll be amazed and really humbled at the opportunities that flow right into your life very effortlessly. 
This makes me think, and for some reason I'm going towards athletes because I think it's the easiest thing we can all wrap our heads around. So look at some of the goats, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, isn't it? Is it Steph Curry? Yeah. Okay. Steph Curry. Okay. Thank I'm not you. a big sports guy, but I know him. I think he's an incredible athlete. So I just know him that yeah. way. Basketball. Anyway, so all these guys, what you were talking about is kind of like what your example in those businesses, your zone of genius, what you're naturally good at. Yes, these guys have skills and talents, but they showed up every day to strengthen them. Can you imagine if Tom Brady was like, man, this is too easy. It should be hard. So I'm going to throw in the towel and I'm going to go try soccer or, you know, some other sport. Just because he's like, oh, this is too easy. I'm supposed to be struggling and efforting. Right. And so what you're saying is, yes, it takes action. It takes skill and showing up and repetition. And But there's a difference in that. I hear you saying like that flow and that ease, what you call inspired action versus that trying to make something happen. Yeah. When you're in flow, you're happy. And I think what's with our human condition, people don't realize that they deserve to be happy. Uh, they feel that they don't deserve that happily ever after. They get that. They get that. I'm just going to struggle till the end of time. No, no. And when yeah. you realize that your life is your life based on all the decisions you made and your life is not where you want it to be, make different decisions. I posted that this week that I, something to the effect of, I hope if you're in a space of, you know, if you don't love the life you live, I hope you have courage to start over. Yeah, and you can start, yeah, any, any time. That's beautiful. You really can. You really can. Yeah. Um, I, I think the biggest thing, and you said it earlier, is that we all have 24 hours in a day. And you need to understand that there is dark shadow that is doing everything they can, it can, to take you away from doing what you want to do. There's evil forces in this world. You know, one of the things, there's a lot of distraction. It's very interesting, the hours and hours and hours people spend watching television or social media. And it doesn't make your life better. Mm -hmm. Take time out for you and make your life better. And then it, it is a butterfly effect. The, the more you put into you and the happier you become, the happier other people become. Yeah. You know, I, it's interesting. I, I walked into, I did a photo shoot earlier this morning. I was at a coffee shop and this woman, like, she's like, why are you so happy? I said, do you want the real reason why I'm so happy? She goes, yes, I'm alive. And it just threw her off. She probably thought I, you know, won the lotto or whatever, it, whatever it was, but she's like, wow, you are so happy. There were people in line and they were all grumpy and it was a coffee place. And so they were grumpy and, and not getting what they wanted. And it was busy and people were in a hurry. And I'm just smiling. I'm just standing there and just watching all of this unfold and just like, not my circus, not my monkeys. I don't have to deal with this stuff. This is my entertainment for right now. I'm supposed to be right here. And she's like, how are you? They, she cut in front of you. And why are you not, why are you so happy? And I said, 
I'm alive. Yeah. It's really that simple. And you're leading by example. So that's amazing. I have a question for you, especially how you said that, like you are choosing to be happy. That woman is choosing to find things to get upset about. So I'm curious, you know, do you have a morning ritual or, or daily routines that you do to stay mindful and intentional? Uh, I do. I do the miracle morning. I've been doing it for many, many years and it has transformed my life. If you're not familiar with the morning, if you're not familiar with the miracle morning, I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, I'm the narrator for that. You can hear me for many hours. You can read the book, whatever, but it's definitely important to have a morning ritual. The one thing that I attribute much of my success to is gratitude. Before I go to bed at night, I lay in bed and I'm so grateful. And the first thing that I say every single time, I'm so grateful for another day. I'm so grateful for that. And then when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I say before I even open my eyes, you know, you wake up and your eyes are closed. I'm so grateful to be alive. Like I'm always surprised every day that I wake up because there have been times in my life when I didn't think I would have a tomorrow. And I'm so thrilled to wake up and go, I'm alive. Like I'm alive. It's like so cool. And I think that some people tend to really take that for granted. Oh, tomorrow I'll go to sleep and then tomorrow. Da, da, da. Yeah. Just try a week of gratitude and watch how fast your life changes. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the people in my life. I'm grateful for the health that I have. I mean, it'll be perfect, but I'm grateful for that. And it's interesting when you start really being grateful, the one thing you're not really grateful for is monetary stuff. It's usually way far down the line. What you're grateful for is the experiences of life and the people and to be alive. Yeah. I, I call that having an attitude of gratitude. Absolutely. I, I think gratitude is one of the most underused mm-hmm. daily rituals that makes such a significant impact in the world. Yeah. Like so, it, I, th- I believe, and I've heard this, I don't know where I heard this, but it actually changes your DNA. It actually changes something about you, chemicals in your brain or what have you. It, expand your brain. I don't know what it does, but it makes a difference. If that's one thing that I can offer people as value is my enthusiasm to be grateful. It's so important. Yes. I love that. I'd love to wrap up the interview. So I I kind of already hinted on this, but maybe you have something else. What is one key takeaway you want to get from uh, our conversation? The key takeaway is that it's so important to live every single day like you want to be alive, like you want to be alive. I'm here. This is my life. I'm thrilled to be here. And I'm going to live my life with enthusiasm, with love, with kindness. I'm going to breathe and I'm going to live a life in flow and live a life of inspired action. And that I am worthy of having the happily ever after. Oh, Rob, I love that so much. I imagined myself seriously with that much enthusiasm and excitement. Like that's what you did for me is I imagined myself out of that, like home goods or in aisles and just, I'm a lot, you know, I'm so excited and people would, cause that would be so radical from what we're used to seeing, but 
yes, what, what a way to show up in life. So here's what I'd love to do to wrap up the interview. I have a few rapid fire questions. Fire away. First one, what is a quote or motto you live by? Take time out to breathe. Yeah. And we touched on that actually before we started recording. I asked Rob what his billboard message was, and that's all you said was breathe. Absolutely. It's, it's so important. As high energy as I am, misdirection, I have a lot of energy and I move fast as I take time out to breathe. Yeah. It's so important and so precious. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Uh, the one that I just was about to order is the book from Chris Voss. I don't know what it's called. He's the FBI negotiator. I, I'm going to see if it's on Audible because I love audiobooks. But that's the one. It's about negotiation. And I'm really excited. I've heard from all of the people around me, like, oh, my God, this is the greatest book in the world. So I'm excited. I just saw him, um, a video on the Internet. And I saw him talking and it, I think negotiation is so fun and he's considered one of the best, if not the best. And so that's the book that I'm excited to read or listen to shortly. All right. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? Breathe. My grandma used to tell me to breathe because I was, you know, she called me Mr. Action when I was five years old, I four or five years old. She you're Mr. Action. Like that's your, I was called Mr. Action because I was so energetic. She's like, you're always running. You have to stop. You have to take time out. Breathe, breathe, Robert, breathe. Yeah. And, and that's what I got from my grandma. And it's, 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 that's the one thing that I would say is pay attention to what my grandma told me because I didn't. And I missed a lot, you know, life passes by so fast and we don't stop and we don't look and don't experience the moments. You know, the one thing I will say is that, and I love doing this, this is my most favorite part. So I'm a wedding officiant and I, I marry people. And the one thing that I always do, and it throws them off, is I tell them, I say, you know, bride, groom, this is your moment. It's going to go by so fast. It's been a whirlwind. I want you to stop for a moment and plant your feet in the ground, look at your future spouse and just breathe and live in this moment and cherish this moment. And this way it will embed in your heart and your soul and you won't forget it because this moment right now is the moment that will never be repeated because of what I'm, the words I'm going to say right now. And then they sit there and they do that. And I say, I now pronounce you husband and wife or husband and husband or wife and wife, whatever, whatever the denomination or whatever I'm doing for the wedding. But that's the one thing. And that's the biggest feedback I get from everybody in, in the family and friends are like, Oh my God, that moment. And I stop for a moment. And even the bride and groom or the, the spouses, they've always said that's their most precious moment because they've been moving so fast and they actually took time out and breathe and cherish that moment and be in that moment and enjoy that moment because it moves fast and we tend to not be in the present moment and experience all the joys that this world has to offer. 
100%. It's such a great note to end on. Rob, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I, it's been a Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'd love it if you could leave me a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.